This morning I walked out of my house on the way to synagogue, walked into my driveway, and in front of me, miraculously, there were four trees bursting to overflowing with cherry blossoms. Felt like the promise of spring and of new life was here. But only moments before I had been reading about the accounts from the night before of the tragic and ongoing situation that continues in Boston. This week, one of our young congregants was living her life in Boston, was there to support her friends who were running in the marathon, and she was at the wrong place at the wrong time. She was hit by the bomb, has been operated on twice, and her family is with her at Beth Israel Hospital right now. This week, the mom of one of our youngest members, a six-month-old, shared with me that her son laughed for the very first time. This week, Congress refused to sign into law gun control legislation that would provide each and every one of us a small measure of safety and security. And the same week, the Goldman Environmental Prize was awarded to six individuals, one for each continent of our globe, who have made their life work the preservation of the sanctity of life on this planet and the preservation of our resources. This week. We live in a world, in a life, that is full of beauty and of pain. We live with the acknowledgement that it is not in our control, the amount of sweetness, the amount of sadness allotted to us. It's not up to us, but it is all ours. The human condition and the human challenge is how to make sense of all of this and at the same time to live a meaningful life in the context of a world that is complex and confusing, beautiful, and unbearable simultaneously. We as a people are blessed, the Jewish people, to have a guide, a tradition, and a path that supports us every step of the way. This week's double portion, Achremot and Kiddoshim, are emblematic of how much that dichotomy is also so prevalent in our Torah and our tradition. We have some of the most challenging verses and some of the most enlightening verses back-to-back in Achremot and Kiddoshim. Achremot contains the prohibition against homosexuality, calling it an abomination, and calling for the death of gay men. Some of our brothers and sisters, our parents, our friends, our children. Granted, the Torah also calls shrimp an abomination, combining linen and wool an abomination, and calls for the death of those who break the Shabbat or those who disrespect their parents. This Torah, written 3,000 years ago, can make a great deal of sense to us, can offer compassionate wisdom, but it needs us to interpret it, to offer compassion in this world. Parashat Kedoshim offers us the path and the means to living a life of kadosh, of holiness. It's a serious reflection on the difference between just living your life and truly elevating it to a spiritual level, through holiness. Judaism makes a tremendous distinction between the mundane and the holy. The word mundane in Hebrew is chol, or everyday just of this world, commonplace. And kadosh is the root of the unique, of the sacred, of the very special, and that which is separate from everything else. Judaism teaches us that we should not be limited by the mundane, that we are responsible to make every effort to live an elevated life full of meaning, not for just our own sake, not just for our own life, but for the lives of our families, our communities, and in fact, for the whole world. And kadoshim is just that, a list of how we are expected to live. And the commandment is not in the singular, it's in the plural. It says, Kedoshim tehiyu, 
to all of the children of Israel. Not just individually are you supposed to be holy, but in order for the entire community to be holy, each individual has to contribute in some way. As if to remind us that living a holy life cannot be done alone in solitude. It must be done together. So it's a very long list. And if I, sat here, if I stood here before you and read it, I don't think it would make as much sense as if I read it in a song. So there is a wonderful songwriter whose name is Ilana Jagoda. And after Shabbat, you should go to this fabulous website, which is called g-dcast, godcast.com. So she decided that she would write up the entire parsha of Leviticus and sing it. I'm not going to sing it for you, thank God. Um, but I would like to read it for you because in rhyme she came up with the exact list of the way and the ways that you should live, what you should do to live a holy life. Lest you say, holiness, it's so, it's so yesterday. It's so ancient. It doesn't apply to us. This is what she writes. In the chapters of Leviticus, these sacred words you shall not miss. Holy actions are the theme in Parashat Kiddoshim. Commandments you shall know indeed Leave some harvest for those in need. Idols should be far away. Be sure you keep the Sabbath day. Always welcome in the stranger. Take action if someone's in danger. Take care not to impede the blind. Do not wear cloth of threads combined. It does no good to bear a grudge. Your duty is to be a fair judge. Don't mix species of two kinds. Do pay workers in good time. Don't sleep with the bride chosen for another man, or you must offer up a ram. Please do not falsely swear. Follow the rules when you trim your hair. Don't subject your daughter to prostitution. Don't solve disputes through retribution. Forbidden is a new tree's fruit. Don't go after your neighbor's loot. Don't insult the deaf, although they cannot hear. Your mother and your father, you must revere. Help another if you're able. No meat with blood at your table. God's sanctuary you shall venerate. With ghosts, do not communicate. In ways of magic, do not prophesize. Before your elders, you must rise. On your skin, no tattoos, and love the body Hashem gave you. Some may say, above all else, love your neighbor as yourself. In the chapters of Leviticus, these sacred words you shall not miss. Holy actions are the theme in Parshat Kedoshim. If you want to hear it in the sing-song version, it's online. And I will say to end that there is a teaching from the Talmud because, as I pointed out at the beginning of my drash, we don't have control over when the good or the bad will visit us. And so many times in our lifetime, whether we are 13 or whether we are 83, we know that we lack the control over what's going to happen. And so the Talmud teaches us there's going to be plenty of sadness, plenty of badness, plenty of things that seem unbearable, but there will also simultaneously be things to uplift us and to make us whole again. And Talmud says that when a funeral procession and a wedding procession come to a place in the road together and only one of them may pass at a time, the wedding procession always goes first. Shabbat Shalom.